Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony from DisneyNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Hey, if you don't know, uh, we are now streaming to multiple locations at the same time. So uh, we're trying to make sure that anybody that wants to watch the show live can. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. And we're on uh, a bunch of other places. So that is great. Uh, we're glad that everybody is here. Uh, John, unfortunately, is uh, sick, but not sick with the uh, COVID, allegedly, according Supposedly. to him. <laughs> allegedly, according to him. I don't know yet. I don't have a blood sample to verify that information, but I will. <laughs> nice, getting his QR code, making him scan it before he gets on the pod. I absolutely will. Um, but our good friend Edward is here. He's our theme park expert, I would like to say, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my uh, dad's girlfriend's nickname for me is the Fast Pass guy because apparently I'm a master <laughs> at getting fast passes. All right. Well, that's cool. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. <clears throat> All right. I would ask you typically, Edward, like what you did Disney, uh, but I know you probably drove around the parks. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I went to this weekend. I went to the Florida Mall, um, the Mall Millennia, and the two outlet malls. Checked out to see if the Disney stores were open. I was really hoping the Disney stores would be open. Um, obviously, they're still closed. Disney yeah. has kind of shut down everything, even with other right. places around Orlando opening up. So um, I have gone foot golfing at their golf course that's still open, the one that's next to Shades of Green. Right. And, All right, so um, let's stop there. So what is the cost of a foot golf? $15. No cart, though. It's a walking path, so there's no carts allowed. You can't even rent one if you wanted to. But they give you a ball. It's nine holes, and it's just like regular golf. You have par fives where you're supposed to kick it in five, and then you have uh, par threes, and you use a soccer ball on your leg instead of using a tiny golf ball and, hmm. and metal clubs. So same concept. I'm assuming the holes are a little bit bigger since we're using a soccer ball. <laughs> Significantly, yeah. <laughs> Significantly. But still, I mean, I've seen They still have sand people- traps and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, but during COVID, they don't want people like everybody touching the rake. So they tell people if if there's a sand, if it goes in the sand trap to just walk up, pick it out and drop it out. As opposed Mm -hmm. to normally what you do is, yes, you'd go in and kick it. But the rule is when you're playing foot golf, you can't run up and kick it if it's in the sand trap. You can run up and kick on the fairway. You can run up and kick on the tee box. You can't Mm -hmm. do it on the green and you can't do it in the sand trap. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And how long does a game of foot golf take? Depends. I mean, we were with six people, so we were supposed to be like two groups of three. So we obviously one group slowed down and one group sped up and we just did all six. Um, and it took, I don't know, we've done a couple times, a couple hours, but you know, like an hour and a half, I'd say. Mm. Um, if you, it's, it's just like you and, you know, we had a father and son that were out there. Um, there was another smaller group out there and we just let them pass us and I'm right. sure they tore through it in an hour. So it's really as fast as you walk or run through the course but it's a good time it's a great way to get some exercise and stay moving during covid you don't want to be on your you know butt all day and get some blood flow and this is a fun unique way to do it and it's disney and i would say in my opinion shades of green has the best um entrance to any of the hotels you know Mm. the way it looks when you 
come in, you right. get a view like no other, where every other hotel is pretty flat, pretty stagnant. You can see it from a mile away. The So why the no uh, golf court thing? Is that just COVID thing or is that just no, all the time? So the course it's on is a walk only golf course. So they flip it between foot golf and regular golf. And either way, there's no cart. So if you play the longer courses, then you can use a cart cause they have a cart path on this one. You'd be tearing up everything cause there's no mm. cart path. That's that, why it's banned. That's usually the reason I go golfing is to drive the cart. <laughs> that's what I told the lady the first day. She didn't think that was very funny. <laughs> golf cart and alcohol. I'm not yeah. there for the golf. <laughs> yeah. Well, what they do is they require you to golf, uh, to go in your own cart. If it's not somebody um, who's in your immediate house. Yeah. So like, let's say you and I went, even right. though we're only two, they yeah. would make you rent your own golf cart and me rent my own golf cart. That way we still maintain separation. It's kind of like during foot golf too. It's not like yeah. we're all sitting there holding hands, you know, every time you kick, it goes every which direction and right. you'll figure out yours and yeah. play one at a time. Yeah. I, well, in golf, I usually slice. I don't know how I would do in golf. Yeah. Golf. You'd be hanging out with people on the other hole. <laughs> well, we're all like kickball players or some people play oh, soccer sure. or kicked in football. So like yeah. everybody kicked by and large. So, right, right. and then I also drove up and down world drive, uh, mm. you know, took a couple twenties out of the wallet, threw it on world drive. I wanted to feel like I was back in the kingdom, you know, <laughs> opened up my wallet for the mouse. Uh, so Why am I leaving with my wallet full? I feel weird. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, that's one of the fu- funniest jokes on the Simpsons at universal is, uh, they don't let you leave an amusement park as long as you have a dime left in your pocket. <laughs> Just start swiping your credit card everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. can I make a deposit to the mouse? Right, right. It is what very interesting. Uh, I, I, nothing Disney. I didn't drive around this weekend. Um, no. Watch uh, anything? See anything? I uh, watched uh, some Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, I've been going back and trying to watch uh, some documentaries. I finished watching all the uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, mm-hmm. extras uh, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I start watching? Uh, oh, uh, start watching the documentary. The what is it? Expanding the Marvel universe and uh, casting the Marvel universe. So it's about how they made the Marvel universe bigger, and then how they casted everybody to play their roles in the Marvel universe. Pretty interesting little documentaries. I like the documentaries that they have out there. Uh, you know, there's a Star Wars one too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell everybody to go watch. But that's it. Stuck in my bunker. Watching, nice watching Disney. Have you seen all the Marvel movies? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say going back and watching all of them in order might be cool, but it sounds I did, like you've already. I did start that too. Okay. <laughs> nice. That is in process as well. But oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. That's a good call. I mean, when I watched the when the final final end game came out, mm. I watched it. Then I went back watched every movie in chronological order. Right. And then I went and watched it again, and that was kind of yeah. the end. And yeah. so anybody during COVID is bored, I would recommend give that a shot and go through it in chronological right. order. Right. All right, let's uh, get on with the news. Are you ready? I'm ready to go. All right, here we go. Whether you're planning a family vacation, romantic- and now Disney Parks Podcast News. I'll do that part. <laughs> All right. So in this, uh, in today's show, we have news about uh, a message from a person I've never heard from until this year, the chief medical officer of Walt Disney World. Mm. I had to go on her LinkedIn. I wanted to make sure she was a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's been with the company over 10 years. So I don't know what no. she's been doing the other nine, but now she actually has a job. 
I think she was in PhotoPass. Yeah, probably. Uh, also, we have news about Disney Springs opening on May 20th, and I think a lot of people are excited about that. Uh, we have news about hopefully meetups still happening, some contests, and our headline news. All right, now you can get right into it, Dad. Edward. <laughs> Jumping the gun. Yeah. So excited to talk about these guys. Destination travel. So whether you're planning you a family... Go right to the news port. The oh. medical officer port. Yeah. Then that is the part I will go to. I'll pretend it's not... Yeah. A, a message about the Disney parks from Chief Medical Officer Dr. Pamela Heimel. As you may have heard, Disney's Q2... Fiscal year 2020 earnings results webcast, our CEO, Bob Chapek, announced that Shanghai Disney Resort will begin the phased reopening of Shanghai Disneyland on May 11th, an encouraging sign for Disney parks and retail locations all over the world. After so much time at home, I know many of you are eager to enjoy the magic of a Disney parks visit, and we can't wait to welcome you back. To that end, I want to share an update with you about our plans and considerations as we prepare for the reopening of our parks, resorts, and stores. At Disney, we're exploring phased reopening. We're looking at all of our locations and how best to begin the reopening process, including a gradual reopening and or partial reopening of certain locations. For example, the opening of a retail and dining locations prior to the opening of our theme parks, physical distancing, and capacity measures. As you can imagine, managing guest density in queues, restaurants, hotels, ride vehicles, and other facilities throughout the park and across the resort is our major focus as we implement physical distancing guidelines based on our guidance from health authorities, such as the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and appropriate government agencies. This will likely include implementation of guest capacity measures to comply with state and federal guidelines. We are also exploring ways to use technology to aid in these efforts, like with our Play Disney Parks app through virtual queues at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Cleanliness and sanitation. We're planning of increasing cleaning and disinfecting, determining where this should take place, for example, in high-traffic areas, and the cleaning products and processes we use. Thank God they needed it. Screening and prevention support. We'll follow guidelines from the government and medical community regarding enhanced screening procedures and prevention measures, including those related to the PPE, such as face coverings. Some measures, like adding hand sanitizer and hand washing stations across our resorts, have already been implemented. Cast training. We're further emphasizing our strong culture of health and safety amongst our cast members, and we will continue to provide new training and reinforcement as we get closer to reopening. These are just a few of the examples of the many areas we are developing plans for, so please keep an eye on our online channels where we'll provide more details as we confirm and begin to implement our plans. Given the constantly changing global health environment, these practices may evolve as we consider the latest guidelines, but we will share more information with you as we look toward reopening. How does that statement make you feel from the lady you've never heard of? Vague. <laughs> yes. Yes. Vague and no details. <laughs> yes. I think I, I, you and I spoke about yeah. this you know, offline. There's a company who operates the number two theme park over in China, and they opened on May 4th. Disneyland Shanghai is opening May 11th. Uh, if you don't think the Disney personnel are looking at that 
with an eagle eye mm-hmm. crazy right they're going to figure out what's working over there what's not working over there and most importantly what they can bring over to our parks especially with Walt Disney World being as unique as it is mm-hmm. you know we have our locals we have our domestics and we have our internationals and our internationals from Europe and England are completely different than our internationals from Brazil as we know yep. so it, there's going to have to be a lot of thought put into it the good news is with international travel banned, Disney really only has to consider locals right. and domestics, and they can kind of worry about the other part on the back burner. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I think, uh, you know, May 20th, uh, well, we're going to talk about, it, um, you know, is our Disney Springs opening day. So that gives them a couple of weeks of data to analyze from uh, Shanghai. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be very effective if they do it in terms of fiscally, but I would really like them to actually open up a couple of the resorts early. Mm-hmm. If they could do that, then they could get a handle on the resort procedures because you don't want to you know, flip the key, open the door, and open up the floodgates to problems everywhere, and now management's getting pulled in every different direction. Mm-hmm. I think if you can solve channels in a cascade um, and deal with them as they come up and put an eye on this, then an eye on that, then an eye on that, I think that's how you're going to get your best results. Right, right. Uh, so, as we mentioned, Disney Springs is beginning to do a phased opening on May 20th. Uh, a phased reopening of Disney Springs will begin May 20th following the guidance of the government and health officials. A limited number of shopping and dining experiences that are owned by third-party operating participants will be open during this initial phase. No Disney owned anything. Uh, the rest of uh, Disney World uh, Resort will remain closed. That includes all of its theme parks and resort hotels. So as they continue to monitor the conditions and the health of guests and the Disney cast members at the forefront of their planning, uh, they are making several operational changes. Disney Springs will begin to reopen in a way that incorporates enhanced safety measures, including increased cleaning procedures. The use of appropriate face coverings by both cast members and guests, limited contact, uh, uh, limited contact guest services, and additional safety for uh, uh, training for the cast members. While they will apply the learnings ideas from leaders in the health and travel industry, they are also taking in uh, their unions as they prepare for some of the cast members to return to work because obviously they get a say in things as well here in Florida. Uh, during the initial opening phase, Disney Springs will have limitation on capacity, parking, and operating hours. Given this unprecedented situation, we would appreciate everybody's patience and understanding as they navigate through this process as responsibly as, responsibly as they can. Additional protocols and procedures may be announced closer to the opening date. Please make sure that you check DisneySprings.com as we get closer to May 20th for the most current information on operating hours, locations, and safety protocols. So are you going to be heading to Disney Springs on May the 20th? That's the million-dollar question, Mr. Casanova. I'm going to give it a shot. i got a face mask. I've got plenty of uh, you know sanitizer lubricant. Uh... Which one? I, all of them. Uh, you pick a flavor or a scent and I have one. <laughs> um, but I think they're going to do very limited. I think they're going to open up a couple places. They're going to have only one way in, one way out, only one parking garage open. Uh, if it was my guess, it would probably be orange because it has two entrances. So they can have, you know, go in this way and go out that way uh, kind of thing. Uh, 
some of the places I've heard that are opening are City Walk, uh, the Plight Pig, uh, Wolfgang. Uh, I've heard uh, some of the shops, like I think Sephora is going to try and open. Um, is Chicken Guy going to open? Uh, Play Hollywood? I don't think so. I have not heard yet. Okay. Uh, and I don't think Splitsville and Home Company, Homecoming is going to also open. I don't think Mary Moto's is uh, an wow. if, iffy thing as well. Raglan? I know a lot of people um, love Raglan. I have not heard about Raglan yet. So it'll be Jeez. interesting, yeah. uh, you know, to see how this all plays out. But yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to see if I can go down there. I'd like to grab some dinner for the first time in three months. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I we spoke a little bit about it earlier. I went to the uh, couple malls around here and a couple outlet malls over the weekend. And that's one of the rules is going into any retail outlet. Mm. They have somebody at the door who's making sure X number of people are in there and yeah. that's it. And then they also require you to wear face coverings. Right. So the only downside I would say to wearing face coverings is when I wear mine, people like to walk up close to me in stores and mm. breathe on my neck. Yeah. When I don't have one, people treat me like a pariah, which mm. is perfect. That's what I want. Stay away. Yeah. Um, so I just hope people don't, hey, I have this. I have this. Now, you know, we don't have to listen to everything else. We can mm. just kind of clump together because we're covered. We're good. We have right. gloves on, whatever. Um, that's the only thing. And, and like we spoke about a little bit earlier is like, you know, there's one way and one way out, but are they enforcing the one way and one way out? Because from what I've seen everywhere I go, mm. nobody enforces it. There's I lines think, on the floor I think and they the will. place leave it alone. I think they'll have security or somebody saying, hey, you have to go that way to get in and you have to go that way to get out. I think they will. I think they mm. will. And that'll be a success. At least at first, until they yeah. get tired of saying it. And then <laughs> it'll just be mad and chaos. I found that if you cough, uh, people will also stay away from you. I do that in publics a lot. <laughs> oh, and then they go around you. Yeah, and then oh, and then and then they disappear. That's a good trick. I'm gonna start yeah, using that. Good shopping tip. That'll clear the aisle usually. <laughs> so, where's the first place you're gonna go to then? I mean, you named a couple of places that you know are gonna be open, but what is gonna be? Well, your we're gonna one? go see our friends at uh, Wolfgang Puck and uh, Play Pig. Uh, we haven't you know seen our friends over there in a long time. The managers and staff and all that. So do a double dip, huh? Yeah, we're going to see if we can go have dinner at both, you know, or have drinks at one and dinner at another or, or appetizer at one and dinner at another, whatever. We'll figure it out. Uh, and, and probably even go over to City Walk to, you know, say hello to that staff over there, too. So. Okay, hey, if you're not a patron, this is your chance. Go to patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast, where we have some great things for you to sign up for. Uh, once you sign up as a member, we have different things that we like to give you as part of your membership, joining our little club and family. We have a new show for all Patreons at the $10 level, which is our Disney Plus News show. And that is where you get all information about Disney Plus and what's coming out and things that we recommend and all that kind of fun stuff. So you can make the most of your membership. We also have added a new $3 level show where uh, that is ad-free. So you can join that and it has no ads so you don't have to listen to this. Uh, and then we have a special $35 show which gets you all of the the three shows. So Extra Magic Hour, Extra Extra Magic Hour, Disney Plus, and a Disney by the Number t-shirt each month. Uh, one of your size choosing. So... Go check that out at Disney uh, Patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. What's that one you're wearing right now, Tony? 
this is not one of them, but this is an old school. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, Walt Disney World. Yeah, it's an old school. Nice. Still has the hat icon. That's how old it is. Ooh. Wow, I remember that yeah. blocking the Chinese theater. Yeah, yeah. This is an old, old, old school. <laughs> I am trying since I. <laughs> Since I'm sitting at home doing nothing, I'm trying to wear all these shirts in my closet that I haven't worn in years. Not that anybody can see them, but at least I know that they've been worn now. <laughs> I mean, I I uh, gained about 20 on this uh, COVID epidemic, so I'm not wearing any of my old shirts. They don't fit. I'm, I'm sticking with the uh, the stretchables. <laughs> You're into sweatpants and uh, spandex? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think the sweatpants will fit, so I got basketball shorts on. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, it, it's time wait, for magic. Wait, no. Or it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Last week we had a trivia question. Now let's see if you can answer this, Mr. Edward. Okay. What type of ticket did you need? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what type of ticket did you need in 1972 to ride if you had wings? And please don't tell me you weren't born. <laughs> you heard enough of that today? Yes. Um, I, I was going to say Z ticket because that's what John would say in this moment. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with if you had wings mm-hmm. was a B ticket. You would be wrong. Well, at these things. That time in 1972, it was free to ride. Wow. Trick question. That was trick good. question. That's correct. Yeah, I believe it was uh, sponsored by uh, the airline Eastern Airline. Yeah, and, and then Delta. Yeah, after that, the, that was Delta wing thing. But Eastern, I think, in 1972, that was a year after the park opened, and uh, it was just free. It was just a sponsored attraction to try and get you to go take an Eastern flight. Wow! wow. And then it turned into Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Amundo. I wasn't around, but I sure remember it. All right, this week's, uh, we didn't get a correct answer for that, so not everybody knew that. Yep. Google, people, Google. Go go Google it. Uh, This week's trivia question is this. Who sponsored the Monster Sound Show at Disney's Hollywood Studios? If you know the correct answer, send that to DisneyParksPodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to guess the dinosaurs for ABC. No, that isn't correct. Uh. Not that I mean I love the dinosaurs. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it's time, Project Tony. Are you ready? I'm ready. Shanghai Disneyland will begin phased reopenings starting today. In Shanghai, Disney took the first measured steps towards reopening in early March with the opening of some retail dining and entertainment experiences at Disneytown, Wishing Star Park, and the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel. Today, the residents of Shanghai and its neighboring provinces have returned to a more normal life, including at workplaces, schools, shops, restaurants, and entertainment destinations. Disney is excited to share Shanghai Disneyland will be reopening today. As Disney welcomes guests back to the park, they will draw on learnings from the reopenings of Disneytown and Wishing Star Park, and we will implement new and enhanced health and safety measures reflecting the guidelines of our local health and government authorities. While some things will look a little different, know that the magical experience that awaits you, Disneyland Shanghai. Now more than ever, Shanghai Disney Resort is a special place for families and fans to create joyful memories and celebrate being together once again. Hopefully not too close. 
<laughs> as Shanghai Disney Resort embarks on Disney Park's first reopening, the rest of the Disney family at our other parks around the world are also busy preparing for their reopenings. When the time is right, they'll be able to once again welcome guests and explore and play, enjoy the lands of adventure, fantasy, tomorrow, and imagination together. Until then, stay safe, keep dreaming, and stay tuned for more Disney Parks news and stories from Shanghai Disneyland. Yeah. All right, so when are you going? Uh, I, so uh, I know somebody who is working on a project over in China, mm-hmm. and I specifically asked him what it's like for him to get his work visa to go back over there mm-hmm. and what it would take for me to get a visa to go to Shanghai because trust me – if I could get off, if, if we, our projects went away at work and uh, I would be allowed, I would 100% go over there, try out the new yeah. pirates, try out trauma for everybody. Um, I feel like the way the Chinese government has control of their citizens, I trust their citizens a lot more than ours. Mm-hmm. I see a lot more people breaking rules over here. If you break rules over there, um, they you just go put to you jail. in front of a firing squad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So. Uh, you know, I would obviously well, you be lose what? What are they? They have like a social point system, so you would lose your social points, right? Really? Yes, every citizen has a certain amount of points, and if you don't have enough like social points, then you, I, I, I think you like you can't go out, go to restaurants, or yeah. What? So like revert you into like house arrest if you? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, oh. yeah. See, that's crazy. That's a communist country. We are not. Yeah, I would not want to live there. Now, don't get me wrong; right. don't want to live there. Right. But in terms of dealing with a global pandemic, mm-hmm. I think they listen a whole lot better than us because we don't have the same type of consequences. Yeah. So, yeah. hopefully, uh, soon we'll see you in Shanghai. Big wave. <laughs> see you in Shanghai. Yeah, I was. I think you know, I was supposed to have a big trip this year mm-hmm. to hit of Disney yeah. Universal Parks. Fortunately, that is been nixed. All right. Uh, speaking of other magic, uh, discover Disney magic moments now in Disney Now. That is an app. Uh, so Disney is thrilled to share uh, its even easier way for kids to access some of their favorite Disney parks content from home. While a whole new world of, see what they did there? A whole new world of Disney magic can be virtually experienced now in the Disney Now app. Uh, you can race around with the Parr family on the Incredicoaster at Disney's California Adventure Park. You can sing a tale as old as time with Beauty and the Beast uh, stage show on the Disney Cruise Line. Or you can even watch the new Magic Happens Parade at Disneyland Park. Disney Now is a kids safe app with the newest episodes and current seasons of your favorite Disney Channel shows. Uh, And there are dozens of games, so go check them out at Disney Now. I think I you can admit, do some of this online too if you can yeah. went to disneynow.com too. I I saw the release of the Incredicoaster and I clicked on it cuz a lot of people were talking about hey you can VR these things and right. what have you. And honestly, you get better video and pictures from YouTube. The thing that irritated me is as soon as the Incredicoaster mm. start cuz I've been on it, you know, you hear Dash say, you know, he's going to go get Jack-Jack. Right. And he talks through the launch. And you don't get that on Disney's version, but you get that on every other version. So I was like, okay, no thanks. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to other people on YouTube. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah, strange. All new Droid Depot app brings Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge to life at home. This out of this world app is available for free download on the App Store and Google Play, and brings your BB series or our series Astromech Droid unit from the Droid Depot at Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge to life for a galactic experience at home. 
Well, these droids can interact with elements of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now your droids can interact with you at home. For those of you who haven't built an an astromech droid unit yet, you're in luck. You can also channel your inner droid builder in an all-new virtual experience where you can build a digital droid and create a whole new virtual collection of droids. <laughs> Join the resistance when you sync up your droid depot astromech unit. Every Jedi, Sith Lord, and Rebel alike will be able to program their droids, customize them by name, see their profiles, and pilot them on a virtual path around their home, activating sounds and maneuvers using the app. From the youngest Padawan to the most knowledgeable Jedi, there are also adventures that await you in strategy mode. Here you'll be able to play a game of tic-tac-toe with your droid in both easy and difficult modes. The Droid Depot app is available in the U.S. and Canada and can be downloaded for free on the App Store or Google Play. For the first time, direct from a galaxy far, far away, pre-built versions of BB-8 and R2-D2 interactive remote controls from the Droid Depot at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will be available. While supplies last on shopdisney.com so Tony where is your droid I have the real one I have the Sphero uh, R2-D2 what's that what makes it Sphero made uh, the first thing they made was a BB-8 and then uh, which you can remote control with your phone Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they came out with the R2-D2 so I have the R2-D2 mine's real it's metal it's about yay high and it can zip, zip around my house uh, but this app is kind of lame if you don't have a droid. I mean, you can make different comb- combinations. You know, mm-hmm. you pick an upper body and a lower, uh, yeah, an upper thing and a lower thing. Mm-hmm. But that's it. It doesn't do anything unless you have wow. actually have a droid. So mm-hmm. um, I just play with my R2-D2. Way more exciting. That's yeah. <laughs> I was... I haven't done this, and I wouldn't do this because originally you weren't allowed to, like, use them in the park, which was... Stupid. Before what was supposed to be the point of it. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the lightsabers. It's like, you can buy a lightsaber... But you can't, can't use even it have it park. out. Yeah. Forget about Yeah, you couldn't even have it strapped to you and walk around with it and look like a Jedi. Yeah. So, you know, that was why I bought all the Harry Potter stuff, but I didn't buy any Jedi stuff. However, my friend was going to come at the end of April. Uh, him and his wife were going to come and do it. And I said, hey, uh, I can tag along for free, so add me to that list. Mm. And I was just going to do it just to get the experience and see what it was like. And obviously COVID ruined that. So hopefully whenever they do decide to come back, I'll get to experience that and see what that's about. I want to say the last time I was there in Galaxy's Edge, they were allowing the kids to play with the droids. You know where the two speed racers are? Uh, when you come in from the Muppet side to the right? You come in the, uh, uh, no, off of uh, Grand Avenue. You come in that mm-hmm. way and, and on the... On the right-hand side, like you come just around the corner, there's like a uh, soda stand selling the mm-hmm. you know the detonators. Just past yeah. that, on the right-hand side, there's the two speeders sitting there. Mm-hmm. Well, they were letting kids play with their droids in that little caged area. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But there should be a place in Galaxy's Edge that, yes, you can play with, your, like, battle other droids, you mm-hmm. know, uh, have fun with them there. And there should be yeah. a place that you can go and whip out your lightsaber. Yeah. Well, Let me I rephrase admit, that. There should I, be a place that you can take your lightsaber that you pay $200 for and use it somewhere in Galaxy's Edge, you I, know? See, 
I'm torn. I don't like them allowing you to use it because daily you're going to get two idiots fighting with each other and sometimes they're going to know each other and sometimes they're not. The one thing that I have a huge problem with is their argument against people being able to wear Jedi robes mm. and that you can buy there or uh, you know anything without a face covering, mm. have the lightsaber on you, any of that. Well, now we're all going to have face coverings. Yeah, exactly. Is that, you know, you'll be mistaken for a cast member. And it's like they've been doing this in Hogsmeade over at Universal for over yeah. 10 years and they don't have any issues and you buy the exact same stuff. So what's the problem? What if I wore a Darth Vader mask? Would they say, hey, you can't wear that mask? I'll be, you didn't say yeah. what you said, wear a mask. I have a mask. You would somehow have to do a mask. <laughs> glasses and a hat that all fit together and made it look like a helmet but they were all three individual pieces because they can't possibly stop you from wearing the mask that you have to wear the glasses and the hat how about if but i wear my buzz lightyear mask i mean that's that that brought you from covid <laughs> i don't want to talk to you anymore hey if you have it wear it i do have one you do like it for you, like your actual use, and you can hit the button and. No, I don't have that one. I have a Buzz Lightyear mask. Oh, uh, hold on! No, no, no! You gotta get a suit Ow. that makes you look like Buzz, and then get a fish tank helmet that activates spring loaded. And now Tony is going to get probably a Buzz mask. Um, so for those of you who are not on the live show, time to go to Facebook. Check it out. Oh, yep. That's what he has. He has a plastic buzz face shield that you'd see kids use at Halloween in order to get candy. Or you could also use it to rob a bank and never be found. See? So will this be a good, ma- will this be a good mask to wear? So if you haven't seen Mr. Robot, you look like part of this group called F Society, which is like the group of like hackers. And they all wear stuff like that when they talk to the public. It's this creepy, smiling, fat face, jolly dude. But I mean, I, yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to wear yeah. that. But I really do think it would be cool if you had the Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, helmet. That would probably yeah. work. I don't yeah. see how they could stop you from doing that. Yeah. All right. Hey, the uh, Walt Disney Board had a meeting, uh, an investors uh, meeting uh, last week, and some interesting things came out of this. Uh, first, one of them is uh, the Walt Disney Company Board decided to forego the next semi-annual cash dividend. So I think this, this is the first time since I've owned Disney stock that I haven't gotten a dividend. So Are you surprised? No, I am not surprised. They don't have any money to give us. <laughs> Here's your annual pass. It's free. Go here. Go, go take that. <laughs> yeah. It's like you said earlier, though. Like, Lynn Testa made a great point on his podcast yeah. about not only are they not taking payments in now, but all the payments have been delayed even farther out. So, they're not just going, like, let's say three months without payments. They're going six months without payments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, the Walt Disney Company Board uh, announced that it will forego the payment of the semi-annual cash dividend uh, for the first half of the fiscal year of 2020, given that... Significant operational and financial disruption caused by the COVID-19. The board action is one of several measures that the company has taken in the wake of the pandemic, including reducing capital spending. God help us for the 50th. uh, Cutting salaries, cutting senior management, making difficult decisions to furlough employees. And by not issuing a semi-annual dividend, the company will preserve about $1.6 $1.6 billion in cash based on the $0.88 cent share 
previously paid to stockholders in January. Ooh. So that eighty-eight cents that some of you got was worth one point six billion dollars to the company. Well, they better uh, put that into Ratatouille and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because I want to ride some no. new stuff. They better put it in a high savings uh, account that's going to get them one point six billion dollars in interest. A high yield mutual bond. Yeah, exactly. So here are some forward-looking statements. Uh, certain statements and information in uh, the investor communication made deemed to be forward-looking statements. So we're going to talk about some things that they're doing that they're calling for, forward-looking statements. I'm not going to give you all the legal jargon, blah, 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 blah. Uh, actual results may differ materially from the expressed or implied. Uh, that's even more legal jargon. All right. So changes in the domestic and global economic conditions and competitive conditions and consumer preferences. This is some of the things that they're doing, uh, uh, as well as developments from some of the, the beyond the company's control. Uh, adverse weather conditions and natural disasters are things that they can't control. Health concerns, international, regulatory, political, military developments, technology developments, and labor markets. Each of such risks include the impacts and is amplified by the COVID-19 and related mitigated efforts. Such developments may affect entertainment, travel, and leisure, and business generally, and may, among other things, affect the performance of the company's uh, theatrical and home entertainment releases, the advertising market for broadcast cable television programming, demand for their products and services, construction, we're talking to you, 50-year anniversary, uh, expenses providing medical and pension benefits, income tax expenses, the performance of some or all of the company's businesses, either directly or through impact on those distributed products, and achievement and anticipation of the benefits of the TC, uh, TFCF transaction. And I am not sure what that is. I am not a legal expert. Yeah. It's pretty rough when Disney legals the one writing statements for things and yeah, yeah. just kind of shows where we're at. Where I mean, I don't think anybody should be complaining that they're not getting their 88 cents per share mm. for Disney stock. I mean, everybody knows the score. Uh, we just need to get through this and yeah. give Disney as much money as they can to invest in the 50th and hopefully that'll draw people back in. Yeah. I mean, they made some interesting statements, you know, about there's like a one point something $8 billion loss, you know, being the parks closed. They talked about Shanghai, uh, actual capacity of, which is shocking. They never talk, they never talk about how many people they can cram into a park ever, mm-hmm. ever. If you can go find a financial report that has capacity or how many people were in the park, it doesn't exist. Trust me. As yeah. the Disney by the numbers guy, I've looked. It does you got to get a best friend who's high, yes. high, 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 high yeah. up in the company yeah. to uh, who's. You need somebody to hack Iger's laptop. Yep, is <laughs> that's where you're going to get that information or some Disney server. Uh, but yeah, they made some interesting statements, and you know we'll have to see how you know everything is going to evolve, you know, and what we are going to see or not see in the future, you know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they say, hey, we're going to only allow X number of people in a park. And then people say, well, how, you know, what percentage is that? Da, 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 and they have to say, oh, that's only 25%. And then boom, well, you know, we'll have yeah. our numbers. So um, I hope people push for it just for a selfish reason because I'd really love to know what the capacity of the parks are. Right. Uh, 
but only time will tell if Disney has to actually disclose that or if they can just yeah. internally, privately let Reedy Creek know since Reedy Creek owns everything and Disney right. owns Reedy Creek. Right. Yep. Taika Watiti to direct and co-write new Star Wars movie. Mm. It, we've intercepted a transmission from a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Academy Award winner. Taika Watiti, who recently won Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit and directed the widely acclaimed first season finale of the episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, will direct and co-write a new Star Wars feature film for theatrical release. Joining Watiti on the screenplay will be Academy Award nominee Christy Wilson-Carnes, who won a BAFTA Award for Outstanding British Film of the Year on the three-time Oscar-winning film... 1917. Man, there's lots of awards being thrown around. Yep. In addition, the Star Wars Adventures will continue on Disney Plus as Emmy-nominated writer Leslie Headland is currently developing a new untitled series for the streaming service. Headland will write, executive produce, and serve as showrunner in, for the in-development series. The project joins a growing list of Star Wars stories for Disney streaming platform, including Disney Legend and primetime Emmy Award nominee John Favreau's Mandalorian, now in post-production on season two, and two previously ordered series, one based on Cassian Andor, played by the Critics' Choice Movie Award winner Diego Luna, prior to the events of Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and one following the adventures of Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by the Satellite Award winner Ewan McGregor, between Star Wars Revenge of the Sith and Star Wars A New Hope. Nice. Lots of awards. Lots of winnings. Yeah. Um, Are you going to check out the show? I know you have Star Wars Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I check out everything. I like to check it out, see what they... If it's interesting, I'll, I'll, you know... Play along. If it's not interesting, out it goes. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to be. I mean, it's nothing that'll draw me to start I, Disney I Plus. For it, but, right? Yeah. yeah. How much is Disney Plus? I don't even did know. You the deal? I got, did you get the deal I, from um, I got the, the D23 Expo deal. I got three years for pittance. Yeah, it's like six bucks or something. Because yeah. I tried to get that. Once I heard about it, once I heard yeah. you guys on the show talk about it, I jumped on and tried to get it. And it was like, eh, no, no thanks. Mm. So that's the only reason why I didn't get it. But. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I have it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I paid for it. Uh, yeah. Hey, starting on May 20th, uh, the ABC is now going to air The Wonderful World of Disney returning to network television so get your popcorn ready abc uh the wonderful world of disney is returning to the airwaves uh, for several consecutive wednesday nights beginning may 20th four fabulous beloved titles uh currently available on disney plus will be shown in prime time on abc beginning with the broadcast and the world debut of disney's academy award winner nominated film moana you're welcome (laughs) Uh, that'll be at 8pm Eastern Standard Time please check your local listings additional titles will include Marvel's Thor The Dark World on uh, May the 27th and then the Oscar winning film Up and Disney's uh, from Disney Pixar on June 3rd and then uh, Disney's Big Hero 6 will be on Wednesday June 10th so this is all part of Disney's Magical Moments Um, 
So, like I said, uh, we talked about this a little bit on the Disney Plus show on Patreon, but it'll be interesting because, you know, normally, like, Walt came out and told us, hey, welcome to the one for uh, so it'll be interesting if they have somebody doing this, you know, it's just going to be Chappic or Igor, or they can bring Eisner back. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that they didn't name a person, which makes me think yeah. that it is going to be internal. Yeah, um, you know, if it's Taylor Swift, let's say, you know, they're going to say, hey, this person to try to draw on audiences, but they're not saying anybody. You'd think it's, it's got to be someone internal. But, right. you know, I'm just interested with the words four fabulously beloved titles right. followed by Thor the Dark World. Not at the top of my fabulously beloved title list. Yeah, sure. Maybe somebody's. Maybe it's uh, Iger's favorite film. Right. Don't know. I know he loves Ample. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Walt Disney World no longer allowing dining and event reservations for June. As of this Saturday, two days ago, the Walt Disney World Resort website is no longer accepting dining reservations for June dates with the exception of some locations in Disney Springs. Also unavailable are tickets for after-hours events, dessert parties, and special event experiences like Savvy's Workshop through the end of June. With Disney Springs reopening on May 20th, reservations for most dining locations there have con- are continuing to take on dining reservations for June dates and beyond. On Friday, Walt Disney World stopped taking hotel reservations for June dates, with the earliest possible arrival now being July 1st. Tony, I'm scared. Hold me. Okay, so if you uh, go to our... Uh, Facebook page, so it's facebook.com forward slash Disney Podcast. We have a survey there where you can guess the day that Disney World and Disneyland are going to open and we have some nice uh, swag that we're going to give away for your votes. I am still saying August. I'm sticking to that. I'm way wrong. I said it'd be open before Memorial Day. Yeah, that was everybody's guess. Somewhere between Memorial Day and uh, July 4th uh, was everybody's guess, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not betting on that. I, I I'm really thinking more like August. That's my bet. But I would all suggest you to go to the Facebook page, sign up, get your vote in because you can win some cool swag. And all of you that voted for June first are now out of the race. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I, interesting. The I mean, wait, re- they're saying dinner reservation, so I could be wrong. Yeah. yeah so this is the, exactly. So the way it's written, right? It's like. Dining reservations, special events, yeah. special dessert, all these special things, yeah. not having them June. Well, right. that makes sense. They don't have analytics on it. They don't know how many they can let in or not let in. They don't right. know how comfortable people would be. They don't know how the procedure to go. Fine. Right. What really hits, puts an nail in the coffin for me is stop taking hotel reservations. I can't imagine you're going to stop taking hotel reservations and you're going to have nobody in your hotels, but you're going to open the parks before the hotels. That to me does not make a lot of sense. It's a lot easier to open up a hotel and deal with its challenges as there are already tons of hotels that are opening drive up and down 192 i can tell you there are hotels that are opening again mm. and you can see how those procedures being done what works what doesn't right. you can't see that with theme parks unless you go over to the far east so mm. and it, uh, i from what i know from what i've heard from the the hotels that are open is there are no mini bars mm. there are uh no co- single serve no coffee makers mm-hmm. there is no housekeeping there is no valet and there mm-hmm. is no bell services it, mm-hmm. and there's no check-in. You do, there's no check You do it on an app and you get, right. I don't know how you get a key. I mean, most hotels can give them to you. The bigger hotel chains obviously can give them to you electronically uh, on your phone, but I don't know how the smaller chains are doing it or the mom and pop 
change of doing it, but uh, yeah, there's there's no human contact now in a hotel. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but I like how you laid that out, right? Like you laid out there are procedures that are being right. done. There's protocol that's being done that's yeah. working. Right. So why not accept hotel reservations? You know, even for one hotel. Yeah. But because you know when I went after they park closed the parks, I went during that weekday where mm-hmm. you know I went every day. Um, and I talked to a couple of people and uh, especially one server was really informed and she said, yeah, a lot of people are just domestics and they're looking, they know that everything's going to shut down and they're looking for a way to get away just for a little bit, just for a time being, have right. a little bit of a break, a little bit of normalcy. And are you telling me people wouldn't want to do that at Disney? Of course, there are people with money who would want to do that at Disney. Um, question is, do you want them here if they're not from the state mm-hmm. and they don't know how to follow the rules of the state? Right. So there, there is a balancing act, but it's a little shocking. July 1st, first day for us. So I know the Hilton Orlando, and I believe that's the one on International Drive, hosted um, first responders. So if you were firemen, policemen, or whatever, they were hosting them, I think in batches, not all at one time, obviously. But they could sign up, and they got, I guess, a couple nights free. And Mm -hmm. I think they were doing that just to test some of their procedures. Uh, they're like, hey, these guys are on the front line anyway, so let's just give them something nice. We can figure out what works and what doesn't work, and then they can give us feedback, and then they mm-hmm. can fine-tune that. So I think yeah. that was a win-win for, uh, I think, everybody involved. But yeah. Absolutely. They're the medical experts, right? Short of grabbing everybody from the CDC and forcing them to stay in your place, yeah. I mean, paying back the people in your community who are doing God's work is as good as it gets. Yeah, and I know the Four Seasons in New York City – uh, was hosting, uh, you know, all the medical workers, uh, and first responders, anybody that did not want to go home and infect their family, they were hosting mm-hmm. them and they came up with a whole bunch of policies and procedures. And from what, uh, this article said, damn that in here, uh, from what this article said is that they were getting calls from all the other hotel chains, you know, Marriott Hilton Hyatt saying, Hey, mm-hmm. tell us how you're doing this. So, yeah. so we can copy it. If it's working for you, tell us how you're doing this so we can, you know, copy this and, you know, use this in our hotels. Absolutely. So. It's an organic process. And the thing is, like, each locality also will have its own things. Like, you know, what you deal with with locals is different than what domestics, which is different right. than internationals. And that's a very unique thing to our situation. So ours will ever be evolving. It's just people need to be aware. And when people do come, they need to respect the rules and understand that they're in place for a reason. Right. Right. Oh... Right. So, uh, no, damn that. Uh, so talk about no, uh, food, uh, reservations. Mm-hmm. Now Walt Disney World uh, Resort is only accepting hotel reservations for arrival July 1st and later. Uh, the Walt Disney World Resort updated their website on Friday and now it's only accepting hotel reservations for arrival dates of July 1st or later. Uh, previously, the resort was allowing guests to book vacations for June arrivals. Uh, the travel information damn that, travel information page on Walt Disney World website that contains timely information regarding the COVID related to closures now in uh, states in part. Walt you can't even see it on video. It just looks like you're slapping yourself. I know. Walt Disney World uh, theme park and uh, Disney Resort hotels are currently closed. A reopening date has not been identified. And for guests who are interested in modifying their existing travel dates for making a new reservation or future vacation reservation are currently available for travel dates 
July 1st and later. As always, guests are able to modify these bookings if Walt Disney World Resort opens before or after that time. <clears throat> and as before, Disney is waiving uh, any charges or cancellation fees for existing reservations with arrival dates through June 30th. So if you had a reservation, you want to push it out to July and roll the dice, my dear friends, you can do so with all your fees waived. So Nice. Uh, you know, I just thought of something. I have a silver pass, and if Disney's first day open is a day that silver's blacked out, one, I I'm think gonna they're going to waive that. I have Thank a feeling you. they're going to waive that. You think they're going to do like a SeaWorld type protocol no. where they're bumping everybody's pass up a tier? No. Okay. That would be a horrific loss of money. <laughs> yeah, not really, because no one was going to spend more anyways, and I don't think throughput well, is going to be there anyway. So they they're might not going to give more you money. more. <laughs> well, more people will come if they bump up everybody's pass, which means more F and B and more merch, <laughs> and less complaints, less giving back money. I don't know. I yeah, man can dream. <laughs> Cruise returned to perform essential work. I on- like the premise, but it's not going to happen at Disney. <laughs> yeah. I finger. If they bump me up to Club 33 level, then yeah, I'm in. If they bump you up to Club 33 level, I'm in too. We're having a meetup. (laughs) (laughs) Crews return to perform essential work on Disneyland Resort construction projects. According to the Orange County Register, the Disneyland Resort has brought in a limited number of construction crews to perform work to the Avengers Campus and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway projects. I'm sure that's essential. Disney's chief financial officer, Christine McCarthy, shared this during the week's earning report. Disney has paused most construction projects. Cast members, Imagineers, and contractors, however, will work to protect the Avengers Campus Project from weather and receive steel deliveries for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Where do you think that steel's coming from? Avengers Campus, the new land at Disney's California Adventure, has been scheduled for a July 18th opening. However, with construction stalled and the parks closed, that date is unlikely. Some have thought that Runaway Railway attraction, which is scheduled for a 2022 opening at Disneyland Park, might be canceled due to budget cuts following the COVID-19 pandemic. But the steel delivery could be a sign that the project will proceed. No work is currently being done on the in-progress Haunted Mansion, Snow White Scary Adventures, and King Arthur's Carousel refurbishments. Tony, are you taking a trip to California to see Avengers Campus? No, not yet. I might this year because I had trips yeah. planned, so I might just go over there because I haven't done um, the Tower Terror thing that they mm. changed for Gardens right. of the Galaxy. That's the I, I went like a couple months before that opened, so right. I, I need to go back. Yeah, I do too. I haven't been in a couple of years. All right, uh, Disney has removed the flower beds from the Epcot Flower Festival since oh no, <laughs> since it's gone and it's been closed. It's not coming back. Yeah, in uh, recent weeks, uh, there have been a lot of aerial photographers that have shown uh, images of Walt Disney World, and now we're seeing that all the seasonal changes taking place at Epcot. Uh, these photographs show that uh, Disney worked on removing the flower beds uh, intended for Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival. I mean, well, you can't. I mean, you can't have employees running around trying to order this stuff for nobody. Yeah. Well, at, at that point, they must have decided, hey... We will not be open before June. That's when yeah. the festival ends. We're done. But my argument would be, 
leave it open through the summer, run it into food and wine. It'll draw people in who didn't get to see it because it was hardly open. Mm-hmm. Two, it wouldn't be all put up for a complete waste. And three, Epcot draws in the locals anyway. We both know that's mm-hmm. the locals' favorite park. So leave it up for them. You know, I don't see the harm in leaving up plants. Yeah, to get watered. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the twenty twenty season started on March fourth and was originally intended to run through June first, but the pandemic took place and subsequently, uh, temporary closure of Disney parks uh, added the season short. Uh, the festival only ran for twelve days. They must be so excited. Uh, Epcot wow. was full of delightful flower arrangements, character topiaries, food kiosks, and mo- musical entertainment. All gone. Did you go? No. I, you didn't? I didn't make it. Wow. I went either four or five days. I don't remember if I went four days or five days, mm. but um, yeah, I was lucky. Yeah. Uh, the recent aerial uh, photos uh, show a status update for Disney uh, followers. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, it's unfortunate that the 2020 Flower and Garden Festival season was cut short. Cut short. Didn't even get started, really. <laughs> no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, ensuring the safety of Disney guests uh, by issuing a temporary closure was necessary protocol uh, to follow during this pandemic. The Walt Disney Company is planning and discussing possible changes uh, in the future. Many are hopeful to uh, return to the festival in 2021. We'll see if it comes back in 2021. Oh, don't. Come on, Tony. <laughs> don't do this to me. Maybe don't it'll be like that Tony. damn festival jinxed us. <laughs> oh, they better be coming back. I mean, I prefer the. Better be talking festival. about food and wine. I I don't know. Like, I don't know. So my favorite vlogger I watch, uh, Disney vlogger. Mm. She that's her least favorite. And hearing her criticisms, I kind of agree. It's re- it's beautiful food. Don't get me wrong, but mm. I don't think the food tastes any better than food and wine. And it's really expensive comparative to the other festivals. So right, right. All right, uh, Edward, you ready for some headline news? If you got the sound effect, I'll talk. And now, the headline news. Mickey Mouse-themed Ray-Ban sunglasses. Well, Disney magic tears, summer style, that nobody will see because you'll be in your house. <laughs> These are actually finally nice. I think Ray-Ban is finally getting the message that they need to make them nice mm-hmm. they're, they're a really nice pair of uh, glasses yeah they're sharp they're kind of sleeper I mean that's what I like when it comes to like Disney stuff I don't want it to be you know popping off the page I don't want it to be in my face if I'm gonna wear Disney stuff I want it to be like you know this I want it to be like okay what is that like it mm. could be kind of anything um, so uh, I saw those I <laughs> thought they looked nice I wouldn't pay the sticker for them yeah, but they pricey. were a giveaway on the parks podcast absolutely TSA officers to begin wearing face masks at the U.S. airports. I just caught your face. It's on a delay. This is like, duh. Yeah. I mean, if I have to wear it, you should be wearing it. Is it that the... This, this, this... And considering how many people, TSA people got infected... Yeah, that's like releasing an announcement. Uh, healthcare workers to begin wearing masks yeah. at all U.S. hospitals. Yeah, oh, okay. Exactly. Well, thanks for that update. Like, why not before? Yeah, yeah. I, when I read this, I yeah. shook my head and I was hoping to God they'd already been doing it and they were smarter than that. Yeah, they weren't. 
<laughs> Van Eaton Gallery's auction includes Disney parks and movie memorabilia. What do you know about this? Mr. Yeah, Casanova? so uh, the Van Eaton Galleries do a couple of auctions a year that is specifically Disney merch, and they have a lot of very cool things from Disney parks uh, and movies this year, uh, or at least this go round. Um, so, are we talking like stuff that MPH would go and buy, or are we talking yes. things that you and I could go and buy? No. Oh, okay. NPH or, or there are some cheaper things that us piddly little people can afford to. But yeah, this is, you know, I mean, like he got, um, you know, Haunted Mansion original art, you know, from the stretching room that he's got. Nice. He, he's got, he's got an insane collection. When he dies, Stamos has got a good collection. collection too. That's what I heard. Somebody had told me that he had Stamos has some stuff too, but NPH, you know, always does a processional. Like he's connected with Disney. He gets into pre-ride events. I'm sure whatever he wants at this point, he can either name his price or he gets it before it goes anywhere. So one or the other. Stamos collects ride vehicles. First of Ooh. all, first is he a rocket from Space Mountain? Uh, yeah, I think he does. First uh, of all. Um, maybe not Space Mountain, maybe the Astro Jets. Anyway, mm. he's got the original Disneyland sign. Like, what was it like, hanging over the oh, board? No, no, it's like it was a big thing that went in the ground, and he's got mm. that in his backyard. The original wow. Disneyland sign from 1955. He's got uh, a, a teacup. I think he's got a Mr. Toad's uh, ride attraction. Vehicle. He's got Mr. Toad's vehicle. Got Mr. Yeah, wow. yeah. He's got a very good collection too. He's not, he's not slumming it either. <laughs> Does he have a rocket rods? <laughs> uh, I don't know what he's got. Um, I haven't been to his house lately. Anyway, <laughs> uh, go check out Van Eaton Gallery. There's a lot of things, and it it's an online auction. You don't have to be there, obviously. You can bid for things online, and you can put like you know if, if it says if it says twenty five bucks, you can say I'll pay up to whatever you know a hundred bucks, and you know your bid will you know keep going until it's like eBay but with Disney, really cool Disney stuff, and it's coming from a reputable gallery. It's not you know eBay, you know mm-hmm. somebody's checked it out, vetted it, made sure it was real or authentic. Um, and there's some it's not, weird it's not barefoot Allen's auctions. No, there's some interesting things. If you're a Disney collector, uh, the other place I will tell you to go look. His stuff is a little on the pricey side. Uh, there's a guy called Phil Sears, uh, like the store S E A R S, and he's got a lot of uh, very interesting things. I put some things off of him. He helped Diane Miller source things uh, for the Walt Disney Family Museum. So when the Disney family was trying to find things for that museum, uh, Phil Sears helped her source uh, stuff for that museum. And speaking of that museum, uh, I would tell you to go check them out because they have a lot of now free online Zoom virtual content. Like they're going to have Paige O'Hare. They're going to have some animators, some special effects people from some Disney movies. And those uh, are just free. You just have to register for them. And then there are, I think there's only one, maybe two, two upcoming events that are a little bit more. And what I mean by a little bit more is a a little bit more substance. And unfortunately, you'll have to pay for those. Those are not free. But they have about five things, I think, right now that are completely free. So if you're 
looking to kill an hour or two online in a Zoom conference with Pedro Hare. Why how, not? How bad could that be? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, it's too bad it's not here. I mean, I understand why it's not here. Yeah. But if it was in our backyard, it's definitely one of those uh, must visits. When I'm out in California, I just, I'm never there for long enough to go check it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully one day, right? Yeah. Yeah. You should go. Mm-hmm. I got to go too. I haven't been in there either. So. No. All right. That's it, kids. That's all we got. Anything else, <laughs> Mr. Edward? <laughs> I got nothing. Looking forward to uh, the spring's opening. What is it? Next Wednesday? Correct. It's opening. So uh, looking forward to that. But uh, until then, slaving away. Get your mask. Get your lubricant. (laughs) We're hitting the springs. (laughs) Get your mask. Get your lubricant. We're heading for the spring. That's a t-shirt if I've ever heard a t-shirt. Oh, gosh. All right, kids. Thanks uh, for joining. We're hopeful. uh, We'll see you at the springs. All right. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company.